The year was 2020. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Marvelous Year, a variant cover, a very special variant cover edition. This is the 2020 year-end holiday spectacular. Today, Zach and I, co-hosts of the esteemed My Marvelous Year podcast, where we go through the complete history of Marvel from its origins to today, we are going to be talking about our favorites of the year 2020. We're going to be answering listener questions that we got uh, primarily from our supporters over at patreon.com slash my Marvelous Year, and uh, and we're going to be having some good, fun times talking about things that uh, brought us joy this year in yeah. a year that was obviously uh, with complications. So, Zach, how are you feeling on this festive, festive day? Good. Love the Christmas season. The there's there's hope in the air. I'm sniffing. I'm smelling the hope in the air with uh with vaccines being distributed. That's uh yeah. that's very optimistic and uh it is hopeful. Yeah, it is, and uh, I'm I'm. Uh, things are pretty stressful right now, but uh, I am I'm looking forward to the next couple months. Uh, hoping hoping things are going to turn around. And the world's going to start returning a little bit to normal. Cause it's been that's been a weird weird year. Good year for comics though. Pretty. Good. It has. It's a weird. It is a weird thing to be like, hey, 2020, good year. I mean, it's been a good year um, for all media except movies. <laughs> honestly, like, right? Video games yeah. have been great. There've been a ton of great video games and books and music. You know, stuff basically that doesn't require you having to go out to uh, to experience it. You know, it's just... And even movies, I just... I haven't dug into 2020 movies as much as uh, as most other uh, media, so... Yeah, so our, our categories for conversation today, we're going to share our favorite comics, mm-hmm. of course. Probably we'll spend most of our time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to share some of my favorite albums of the year, because sure. I have a lot of music that I enjoy this year. I think movies, TV, kind of like you said, pretty pretty uh don't have a ton there video games if we get to it and then we do have we'll do like one book each because boy more than one book that isn't a comic is too much to ask for me i'm gonna do one from the my marvelous year book club yeah. i know you said you had another i have another one that's still very slack connected okay so so here's what i'm thinking let's do a countdown of our favorite comics and then after we each share one we will do a uh, my marvelous year listener question you're gonna be so right. mad at my rankings I just predicted. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah, you're gonna I have be no so doubt. It, the, the thing for for those of you who are newer, and thank you to everybody who has joined the My Marvelous Year journey this year. Um, like all of you who have supported us, who have left a rating and review on iTunes, uh, just those of you who are listening and like leave kind notes, it is greatly, great, greatly appreciated. And one thing that Zach is notorious for is uh, I I'm a I'm a compulsive list maker. I think it's fair to say, right? Like Comic Book Herald. A lot of lists, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just kind of there's a lot on there. Obviously, like, it, it, you know, whatever, you know, the drill, right? You know, what's yeah, up. Lists. Uh, yeah. you you take lists and you just like blow them up and you do weird stuff. You do stuff outside the confines mm. of sensible list making. And I'm yeah. very I'm no, curious, I, I like, but also I, I, have fun, I have fun making lists. I just didn't I didn't rank 
my I'm not saying you don't enjoy yeah. being a chaotic lunatic. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, I, yeah. it might No, no, but I, I make great I, I can do a tradition. I, I think actually earlier this year someone asked me to rank what we've read in my marvelous year and I did a quick like spreadsheet and I just like pounded out like here's my, you know, top thirty or whatever or you know, one through thirty or whatever it is. Um I'll I'll probably do that of for what? my of my marvelous year of the stories we've read. Of everything we've done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. I did. And did you, in the process of doing that, pick stories that we didn't even read in the club? That sounds like something you would do. No, no, no. Mostly, it was all club no. stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, so it, that sounds it, like you played by the but rules. But I gave people, like, severe anxiety because I made that list in literally 25 minutes. I just went and, like, wrote it and then just kind of shuffled some stuff around. And there were people who sure. were just like, this would take me days. And, like, I can't just say something's my number one. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is, like, I guess I don't... I don't have that problem, It doesn't matter because yeah. I'm just like, yeah, maybe if I did this again tomorrow, like... Miller's Daredevil would be number three and Starlin would be number one instead of vice versa. You know, like, right, right. I, I'm kind of happy of it living in this nebulous space. I'm much happier being like, these are my top five, but they're not ordered one through five because that just feels like that can well, that's, that change data. If you know. you're not ranking it, I mean, that's. Yeah, if you're not working you for a as, website. You could just right? pick up a, a grocery list, you know, like it has the same value to me. Um, I, I will say doing the best comics of all time list, yeah. uh, definitely like things that i ranked you know even a month ago yeah i'll go back and i'll be like oh no yeah like, oh for sure like actually i think number 97 is better than number 78 yeah <laughs> and and that becomes more of a problem so you kind of you kind of just have to do it but speaking of just doing it let's talk about yeah. our favorite comics now and my speaking of <laughs> you blowing up lists i initially recommended we each share a top three you said okay cool i have five <laughs> And those, those and, five uh, are so we're gonna do like a top five. Thirteen, but we'll we'll get. To. All right. No, do, you can't do thirteen, you lunatic. So start with number five. All right. Por favor. No, number five is uh, is a category for me. It's just graphic novels that I've read this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's two. What? It's two graphic novels. There are a million great graphic novels I read this year, but uh, Kent State and Blue in Green are both like the best best graphic novels I think I read this year. <laughs> And, uh, Those are very good. Those are very good picks. Yeah, yeah. Blue and green is probably the prettiest. I think it's the best looking comic I read all this year about the about a, a topic I don't care much about, which is like tortured artists um, and the like, you know, the destruction of creation in art. Um, still... Yeah, you rarely have sympathy for me when I call <laughs> you late at night. When you're when you're like, ah, I decide to make the best the eighty of eighty best eighty of eighty. <laughs> And uh, yeah, anyway. you do not lend an empathetic blue, and green, yeah, is blue a, and green is fantastic absolutely gorgeous comic and then Kent State is probably the one of the more like historically important comics I've ever read and just about the uh, the Vietnam War protests in at Kent State University and the like slow painful tension and build up to four students being killed and a bunch more being shot by the National Guard and uh, just like what a powerhouse of a book that is like just just incredible so that's my number five absolutely real, real quick absolutely real quick and brief okay i, I dig it both yeah. of those are on comic book herald's best comics of 2020 yeah. so love the picks um i do have i have ken state i think like in my top 10 actually yeah uh, so that's derf back derf who if you're unfamiliar is a graphic novelist uh journalist who wrote um my friend Dahmer is probably the one that got mm -hmm. the most attention because that was made into a movie which is a very interesting read in its own right uh but kent state it blew my mind yeah it absolutely blew my mind because it was history i was aware of but not uh, aware of the details certainly and this lays out in an incredibly compelling and relevant way um everything that went wrong in in the kent state uh shooting and, and massacre and uh it's it's 
like kind of essential. It's kind of essential yeah. reading. And then not only that, but like Back to Earth is just like an established and extremely good graphic novelist. So that's a fantastic pick. Blue and Green, I actually haven't read yet, mm. uh, which is it's on my list via a comic book herald writer. And uh, Ram V is becoming like one of my favorite writers in comics. Here he's working with yeah. Anand Arkay, Adita Bidikar. And uh, Tom Muller, like just a powerhouse creative team, and it's I ne- I need to read this. It's on my holiday. I'm taking a week off. I'm gonna read Blue and Green. That art is the art sure. is incredible. In like so, I mean, try just try not like comparing it to Sinkevich's best like Daredevil and Electra stuff. Ooh, it's, it's really it feels exactly like I mean, there's there's no way he was not <laughs> he's not uh, you know a fan of Sinkevich and his work because it it nice and and the best coloring of the year. The coloring is just like absolutely gorgeous and lettering honestly i don't you know notice the lettering too often which is a big fault in my reading but like the the way that the lettering is integrated into blue and green is is incredible it's a book that i admired the craft of so much even if it didn't like necessarily speak to me emotionally Mm. was it was it too spooky a lot of times i'm thinking you know this is a good time to read blue and green but it's weirdly is will that be a problem spookier than you'd think yeah yeah Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, that makes me nervous. Um, all right. So what I'm going to do for my picks uh, is I'm going to pick only Marvel comics since we are ostensibly a Marvel podcast. Again, all of my favorite comic books of 2020 are up on comicbookherald.com. You can easily find them there or just Google best comics of 2020. You'll find me. Uh, so for my number five, I actually only listed three because again, those were the parameters. <laughs> but uh, for my number five, I will pick one that I wasn't going to talk about, and that is X-Men, <laughs> a little <laughs> book that uh, doesn't get a lot of pub- publicity these days, the Jonathan Hickman written X-Men. But I do have it at five, and, and my main call out here is it is not my favorite Marvel book. I was not even going to talk about it in my top three, um, but obviously like I do a series on YouTube called Crack and Krakoa where I go through like literally everything in the X-Verse right now. I am invested hook, line, and sinker, and I think Hickman is doing uh, – a, a predictably very good job building up the mythos and the world building and all the things that he does, planting seeds for where stories are going to go with the X-Men comic book. So Ten of Swords, I think, uh, ruffled some feathers. The 2020 event, I think it started great. It ended great. The middle, you can come down and say, ah, maybe B, B minus. Um, some people obviously have more of a, a fierce reaction than that. But for me, like, the year of X-Men is very, very good. And actually, I forget, too, that, like, the year started amazing, mm-hmm. and then the pan- with X Men number four, and then the pandemic hit, and it's sort of like it just feels like such a lifetime ago, you know? Yeah. With some of these, that like X Men was probably actually better this year than I even am maybe giving it credit for. So that will be a perennial favorite. But unlike last year, unlike 2019, when the combo of House and Powers and X Men was my clear number one, uh, it is not my favorite Marvel book this year. So I will I will give it a number five slot. The beginning of the pandemic is when I dropped off of reading modern X-Men. And now that Marvel Unlimited has switched to three months, like a three-month stagger yeah. instead of six months, it's really tempting to just jump back on and just be three months behind. Like, yeah, instead of uh, collecting them, you know, in paper. Because, like... What? That that three-month uh, that three month cutoff in Marvel Unlimited, it's it's so good, uh, obviously. Makes as me drop my whole pull list. <laughs> <laughs> it's less good for people for comic shop owners I yeah. would, you know because there's that there is that kind of like initial wave of like oh well it's three months later and if you know you didn't pull it the week of like statistically you're less likely to buy but just mentally because mm-hmm. now now you put in like well if i have the patience to wait three months why am i buying this 
Um, and for me, that, that answer becomes increasingly just like, do I absolutely need to have this in my collection as opposed to, oh, I'm curious about what uh, Jean Lu and Yang Shang-Chi is going to be like. Yeah. You know, like that's a book now where I'd be like five issue Jean Lu and Yang Shang-Chi. I'm reading that on Marvel Unlimited yeah. instead of pulling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, maybe not because I might be like, actually, I need to support this and show Marvel that they need more books like this. So there's still that ebb and flow. But yeah. anywho, that's speaking, that's my pick. Speaking of Jean Lu and Yang. And Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, which is one of two Marvel books that I pull right now. Invincible? No, Immortal Hulk. God. Immortal Hulk. You pulling Invincible and thinking it's a Marvel book and liking it would be the surprise of this show. (laughs) My least favorite Marvel comic is Invincible. Um, Yeah, uh, Immortal Hulk and Shang-Chi are the only two Marvel books I get. So my my number four for the year is Jean Lewin, Lewin... Gene Luen Yang, excuse me. Uh, just in general, because <laughs> you this say is that the very year. fun. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but you say it fun. Yeah, this is the year I have discovered him and like really dug into his stuff. So I've read. I'm not even going to touch any one thing. Avatar. Uh-huh. I read a bunch of his Avatar comics. Superman smashes the clan. Dragon hoops, and now Shang Chi. Shang Chi is probably the least of those. Like I've liked what I've read so far. It's pretty fun. It hasn't like blown me away like the other ones, but um. How, how many issues of that are you into? Is it two or is it three now? It's three. I think I've only read the first two, um, and it's good. Okay. Like I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it month to month. But it just hasn't like, it isn't making a huge statement like the rest of his stuff. But man, like, what a what a good writer, and uh, like he just he just has this really like simple way. It it, it feels so effortless with him, right? The like the, his storytelling. It's so like light without yeah. being without substance right like there's so much stuff going on (laughs) in those books you know like i I think they have a lot on their mind while feeling just like so light on their feet especially like dragon hoops which i I think probably like his masterpiece so far um and uh yeah like what a i mean he's the only reason i'm checking out shang chi right (laughs) like a new shang chi that's what like drew me to that he's doing the batman superman combo next year i'll probably be checking out and, uh, yeah, I I have uh, I have Yang basically as a category number one pick as well yeah. for the 2020 Superman Smashes the Clan and Dragon Hoops. It's like that combo is my favorite work of the year. Dragon Hoops is remarkable. I have it inside yeah. my top 100 favorite graphic novels of all yeah. time. Um, totally. I would say calling it his standout work actually is probably debatable because uh, Boxers and Saints and oh, American Born Chinese are extremely about, well regarded. I forget so, about like, Boxers he has and a, Saints. I, I, I know about that. That's just this year. And I haven't read that. Yes, no, because Boxers and Saints was the big, like, it breaks into the mainstream, right? Like, that's on the New York Times best books of the year yeah. and, you know, normies are reading it. <laughs> um, that that kind of thing. So, yes, I, I forget about Boxers and Saints. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, but yes. that's a great pick. And you know what we forgot to do before we went to your number four? Mm-hmm. We forgot to do a listener question. Oh, so goodness. let's jump on over. We received all these questions via the exclusive My Marvelous Year Slack. If you are interested in joining, what you can do is you go over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. And for supporting the show for as little as $1 a month, you can find out ways to get cool benefits, including access to the Slack, where we have literally the best fan club, um, not fan club, reading club, and, uh, well, fan club. Um, <laughs> to be I'll fair, put words in I'm, all of their mouths. I'm, I'm in about five different Slacks. Our Slack's number three, just so. You ranked our Slack three out of five? Yeah, out of the five I'm in. 
Okay. All right. That's middle. We're not the worst. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take that. No, in my in my view, as someone who is generally flummoxed by Slack, um, it is the number one Slack. I Everyone there is fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you want to check it out again, patreon.com slash year. But the question we have there is from CJ, who asks, what is the best Marvel holiday special? Now, Zach, this sent me on a rabbit hole that I probably could have predicted. <laughs> Uh, but should I should not have started this um, on a work day. Let's just say that, okay? Because I went down the rabbit hole hard on Marvel holiday comics. Uh, I will say the answer to this in a few years' time could definitely be uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that's going to be coming on Disney+. Plus Because mm. they announced $8 billion new projects coming. Yeah. Uh, was it last week? Last yep. week now yeah, on, their, yeah. on their investors' call, which was insane and exciting and and yeah, like very interesting and a guardians holiday special via director james gunn is uh i'm very curious mm-hmm. i'm very curious yeah. i want to see what that's going to be but for now my my favorite marvel holiday special yeah. issues uh i've got two that immediately come to mind that i'll share here and i'm probably going to be publishing a list on comic Book herald now because i pulled so many cool but number one number one is daredevil number 266 by Anasenti and John Romita Jr. It's called A Beer with the Devil. Did, did you read this one Mm-mm, in your no. Anasenti uh-uh. binge? Nope. I haven't okay. gotten that far yet. Because um, it's right. It's actually it's actually literally during 1989. So it's right at uh, where we are in the My Marvel This Year Reading Club. So it's perfect if you want to check this one out right now. And this is what it says, A Beer with the Devil. Uh, it's Daredevil in a bar on Christmas Day. And uh, a mysterious stranger with long red flowing hair, very red, comes to join him and talk to him and have a drink. And... Uh, I won't spoil what happens other than to say uh, there's a smooch in the Marvel Universe that you did not expect. <laughs> that canonically happened. Daredevil and All right. Santa. Yep. Yes. You got it. Okay. Um, so that issue is awesome. It's one of my favorite, like one of my favorite things about the Nascenti run, which obviously we had the the pleasure of talking to her and kind of digging into her Daredevil a bit more, mm-hmm. um, but is like her, again, sort of that Neil Gaiman Sandman-like way of of exploring the world around Daredevil instead of just Daredevil. You know, it makes New York City like this this really lived in place where like that's the story is about like what's it, what's it like for people who are in New York City on Christmas and don't have somewhere to go. And um but then also structures it around Daredevil at a bar uh, having a drink with uh with a mysterious stranger. So that issue is fantastic. And my other one is Punisher War Journal number 26, Ooh. which I think is on Christmas Eve. And you're not even a Punisher, Punisher guy. I'm not a Punisher guy. I'm not a Punisher non-binary either. And that Punisher <laughs> issue is about uh, Frank is going to uh, take out some teens who found a bunch of Stiltman armor. Like take this out? This is the like, Fraction written run. Take out? Like I'm putting a gun to the side of my head. Take out? He, no, he's going to order take out. Oh, um, okay. And, or like, and feed them. Yeah. All right. That's how I That's how I ask. I'm like, that's how I ask my family. I'm like, does anybody want me to take you out? And they're like, what? what? Why are you threatening us? And I'm like, guys, I'm getting Chinese. Uh, but anyway, um, so he's he's going to threaten these stiltman tech kids, but they're a bunch of dummies. And the rhino comes up and visits him on a roof because he's feeding vultures pigeons and talks him out of murdering these uh, these would-be stiltmen <laughs> who become uh, who become complete like they're drunk and incredibly over-the-top enthused about uh about having the stiltman armor so it's it's beautiful if you like stiltman if you like comics if you like good things punisher war journal 26 that sounds Zach, fun. do you have a pick 
I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think I've ever read any Marvel Christmas issues, or at least none that stick out. Which is a bummer because I love Christmas. I did watch. The, you definitely uh, have because I know you read Uncanny X Men one forty three, which is right after is that the... uh, Days of Future Past with Kitty Pride and the Demon alone okay. in the mansion. Oh, I forget about. Okay, well that's my answer then. I love that one. Actually, I love that issue of the X Men where Kitty's by herself. But that's kind of just a winter thing. It's not Christmas. I watched the uh, the Justice League twenty third or two thousand three show this week. For the first time, I've never okay. seen it, but I watched the Christmas special episode, and uh, that show's cute. That was a good episode. So, that's my pick for the best Marvel special. Is <laughs> no issue with that. What's your oh, you're so What's your number list. four? Number four comic. My number four comic. Again, I only had three on my list, but I'll, for now, I'll say number four. Let's go Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And the reason yeah. I'm going to pick Guardians of the Galaxy is because this was not even in my top ten when I did my best Marvel of 2020 mid year list of uh, the Al Ewing and Wonka Ball uh, current run. And um, the, it was five issues in, I think, at that point. And it was good. It's great looking. I really love Wonka Ball's art. But I wasn't, like, blown away with it. It wasn't uh, amazing to me. I also was, like, kind of confused by what it was trying to do. And everything that has happened since the Al Ewing co-written Empire event, uh, which came out this year in 2020, every issue has been, like, stunning. Like, off the charts, great. Some of the best stuff in Marvel. So my number four pick is this current run of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I am crazy excited about cool. where it goes next. I think possibly it just had its very best issue come out um, last week, which was Guardians number nine. Yep. Although my personal fave was uh, Rocket Raccoon gets very drunk and has to solve a murder mystery. And it was Ooh, excellent. I loved it. Yeah, I've been I've been interested yeah. in that, that run. It sounds like a, like a good time. All right, my number three is two different manga. <laughs> um, one is uh, Spy Family. They're both comedy manga, Spy Family and Kaguya-sama, Love is War. They are both, like, just absolutely charming, fun, like, slice-of-life uh, comedies. And uh, Kaguya-sama is a little tougher to find. You have to buy each volume. But um, Spy Family, which is on Shonen Jump. I, I, I'm going to recommend this just because I want people to subscribe to Shonen Jump. It's $2 a month, and you get access to their entire catalog, all you can eat, like, up to date. Like, as the chapters come out, they come out on the Shonen Jump app. It's a wildly good deal. So I'm reading a ton of stuff on there, like uh, One Piece and, uh, I don't know, a million other little manga. But Spy Family is, like, consistently the most excited I get for a new manga release every other week. I think they put out a new chapter. It's a, it's a guy who, like, has to form... It's a spy <laughs> who has to form a family as a cover. And uh, he's a spy. His wife is an assassin, which he does not know about. She doesn't know he's a spy. And then they adopt a daughter who's this, like, kind of panicky five-year-old who's also a psychic. So she kind of knows everybody's secrets, but is trying to hold the family together. And it is just, like, I don't know. It's very bingeable. It's really readable. It's fun one chapter at a time. It's got a good overarching story. And I think it's one of the best comics I read this year. So, Spy Family. I, mean, I This sounds super up my alley. I, I definitely need to make time for Spy it, it, Family. And it's only like, it, it goes slow. They, I think they're only 35 chapters in because they do, it's like every two or three weeks they put out a chapter. Um, but like, yeah, it's so easy to pick up and just binge through a bunch of, and it's great, great stuff. I can't wait for an anime because uh, Rose, <laughs> Rose will love it when it turns into an anime and she'll watch it with me. She doesn't read manga. Nice. Yep. All right. Let's hit. The My Marvelous Year listener questions. Aaron asks, what is the most challenging part of the podcast Dave. for you personally? It's Dave. I mean, obviously, obviously it's our co-host, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's, re it's really hard to do a podcast with your with a bitter rival. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people give that <laughs> with enough, a, with your give that enough uh, credit. Yeah. 
Like it, like it's it's much tougher yeah. than people would realize. Um, I think this answer winds up being basically the same for me every year, um, which is generating enthusiasm about comics I've already experienced. Mm, you know, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I think that is, it, it's even less like the time to check them out so much as because I, when I talk about modern stuff, like when I talked about like Sword Number One is an issue that just came out, and I do a video of that you get over on the CBH stuff, and it's like. I, without even trying to, I'm very enthused about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, I'm very, right. yeah, yeah. I'm very passionate and I'm excited. And I don't know that that gets reflected in talking about like 1989 comics, which I probably was pretty jazzed about when I read the first time. You know what I mean? Um, but now when I'm talking about it again, it's like a little more clinical. You know, it's a little more like like dusty historian stuff. So that's yeah. probably the hardest thing uh, for me. What What yeah. would you say? It's the time. It's the time it takes to, to read the comics. I mean, reading the comics is the most... <laughs> it's weird. Like, I mean, it's the most fulfilling part because it's fun, but also, like, it is, like, a three to four hours of homework every week. It's the right? homework. It's the homework to make the podcast possible. Yeah. And not to woe is me because it's a privileged thing to yeah. run your own podcast for funsies. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like it is... Unlike a lot of podcasts which are primarily just like, hey, let's get on and talk. Yep. Like, sure. that part is easy. It's do yeah, the homework yeah, yeah. and then come get on and talk yeah. about it, right? Yeah, so ch- that that makes it challenging. Yeah, chatting, even editing, is is a lot less effort than uh, reading, like, four hours a month. It, you know, like, some weeks are, it's different, right? Like, some weeks are effortless because I'm just, like, on board with all the comics. And then some weeks, it's X Factor, you know? Um. Okay, what's your number three, Dave? My number three is the category of the Simonson family. I just wanted to say that I appreciate them, and uh, I hope they have a happy holidays. Uh, no, that's true, but my number no, they're, three they're is uh, I'm, I'm just getting the big ones out of the list here. It's Immortal Hulk. It's still Immortal Hulk. You yep. know about Immortal Hulk. You yep. know it's great. You know you should be reading it. That didn't change this year. <laughs> if anything, that became clearer than ever. Uh, it's awesome. Like, what, what else is there to say, right? Everybody knows they should be reading Mortal Hulk. It's not my favorite of the year. It's not still, like, goat status, actually, I would say. Um, mm. But I suspect, like, as it enters its endgame, it will probably get right back there. So Al Ewing, yeah. uh, Joe Bennett, and company's Immortal Hulk is my number three Marvel book this year. Very good pick, and I concur, even though it didn't make my list. Uh, my number three is James Tynan the fourth and everything he's doing because I he's he's my comic creator of the year I'm like you know so it, your category thing made me laugh initially but the fact that you're sticking with it for everything actually makes me appreciate it uh, he, so well done here, here we go part. my number one is actually just one comic so I'm, I'm stick going course, traditional yep. for my number one yep but that's why I, <laughs> I knew this was gonna kill you like some of my picks are authors some of my picks are like broad genres <laughs> uh, except uh-huh, uh-huh. number one anyway so james james tynan the fourth uh his detective comics which didn't come out this year i read this year and might be my favorite run of batman like i just i adore that comic <laughs> really you dug yeah, you know i i like batman comics a lot like i'm, I'm a batman fan but like mm-hmm. i i found it i find it hard to get invested in batman the character it's weirdly like i like everything around him more than i like batman himself and that's okay so much of what that run is about is that like the legacy of batman and the impact he has on this team of people around him right it is more like about about bat well yeah it's around batman rather than being about batman um and uh yeah i really i really love that run and i think he just has like 
he really strikes a balance between like fun action superhero comics and a really like empathetic voice um, to what he's doing. So um, I really and just wildly creative. Uh, Something is killing the children. I think that landed a lot bigger, harder for me than it did you. I really like that comic. Well, um, let me let me correct let me course correct on that one because we yeah. have talked about it in the past, and I checked it out again after because you've been you've been so high on the tiny train. He's having a great yep. year. Yep. I was like, I need to go back and check out that comic. It's great. It's fantastic. I read all ele- like eleven issues that are out. I think via Hoopla in one sitting. Yep. And something killing children is awesome, awesome comic. Uh, I think I read like I tried the first issue, and I must have just been in a weird spot because I was not hooked, and then I kept going, and I'm like, this is great. I love it. I, I think it works better reading a bunch at once, though. To be fair, I I don't think it's a comic. Yeah, like, okay. It's it's one I think if you put down because every time I do that, I put it down, and then I have a hard time, and then I have a stack of floppies, and I pick it up and I read five or six, and I enjoy it. But like, it uh, yeah, it's a very slow paced comic. I think it's tough to read like single issue that's why i mean that's why part of why ice cream man but from image keeps being my favorite comic my favorite ongoing year after year is like it's like one of the only comics that makes sense to read as a floppy right like that monthly cadence makes sense when you're doing a different thing with every issue like this and obviously this is a bigger topic that is well documented but like serialized storytelling reading 22 page chapters at a time is often a challenge like that's not super satisfactory <laughs> you know uh at least for me yeah 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 i, I think I, I concur um and then uh department of truth he just started putting out which i've only been a couple issues into but i like quite a bit and then i think my number two comic the year i'll categorize this my number two is wind I, i'm like oh, the biggest what? cheerleader i'm the biggest part cheerleader of your number three yeah i don't know i'm a huge cheerleader for You're, this comic, you do know your list know. just oh it just broke so hard yeah, this is no. What do you what? This this whole category is my number two, but within the the inside ranking within. Oh, shut up, Dave. It's my number two. Um, this is horrible. Wind, this is a travesty. Yeah, yeah, wind wind is great. I I feel like I'm the only person like tooting wind's horn as loud. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the only. People like this comic, but like I adore this comic, and uh, and I don't see it talked about that much. It is. It's so weird because one of his comics, Something is Killing the Children, is this, like, brutal monster story, right? Of children literally being graphically torn limb from limb. And then Wind is this, like, lightweight, breezy... I wouldn't quite call it a kid's book. It's got a, uh, you know, like a um, a very, like, colorful fantasy art style to it. And I, I just like the characters and the, the overall story and the world building just uh, really grabbed me. I, yeah, I love this comic. I thought I really it felt like it... a Pixar movie. Does that feel like an app comparison? <sighs> yeah, sure. You know, the work kind of is like, this works for kids, but it clearly has like enough stuff on its mind that, you know, adults can sink their teeth into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, he's pulling off something really special there, and I really liked it. Yeah. That's Wind, W-Y-N-D. We want to check it out. True. What? Oh, let's do spelling. a let's do a question and get to your number two. Okay, so we have a question here from um, Kyle, and I feel like we answered this one last year, but we can do it again. What's your favorite holiday? All right, say yours on three. One, two, three. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, holiday tradition. Do you have a good holiday tradition? What do you? Th- Ooh, I don't know. I don't think we have any like super set traditions. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's dumb, but like Christmas specials, we watch The Grinch every year. But that's Rose's thing. That's a tradition. That's not dumb. It is. That's Rose's thing more than it's mine. I'm probably gonna make. Watching... Wow, calls Rose dumb. No, I like Apologies, I like The Grinch, Rose, but it's not something on I'd behalf watch. of your uh, hobby. <laughs> I watched uh, Muppet Christmas Carol for the first time last year and like fell in love yeah, with I it immediately. That. 
just amazing movie. That might be my new uh, my new um, Christmas tradition is watching that. But I, don't, I mean, we have a that's tree. actually we that's been presents. abusing family tradition <laughs> is uh, is the Muppet Christmas Carol as well as the Bing Crosby White Christmas. Those two are I haven't staples seen mm. in our household growing up. Uh, both very fun. Uh, yeah, I think aside from like you know getting together and watching movies together, though, I don't know that I have like any wild traditions uh, beyond that. Definitely making our own with little toddlers these days um but yeah for holiday movie definitely the muppet christmas carol i don't know that anything else comes close i do like the grinch though yeah yeah the grinch is the grinch is fun the the one that i will like roast rose for is she likes to watch uh the charlie brown specials every year and i'm just like i don't get that honestly to me but like i i don't i don't dislike them i just don't have any particular affection and man do i not you know what i do i not you know what i do like so roasted charlie brown charlie brown (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is Zach Roasting Rose. Uh, I do like the Charlie Brown soundtrack on Thanksgiving Day. Sure, that was yeah. something we bumped all day. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, the soundtrack is the best part by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so not to slander everyone's childhood, but don't get watching Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, like here's the thing: if you're sitting down and straight watching Charlie Brown right now, you know, not like doing other stuff, mm-hmm. that is baffling to me. We, right? I mean, we also, that, that is baffling. I don't know. They're just like, they're not very tight little cartoons. We just watched the Thanksgiving one. It's like a 21 minute episode of TV, right? Three yeah. minutes of that. Like a solid three minutes of that episode is Snoopy wrestling a chair. Like no joke. Yeah. There's an entire sequence there where he just wrestles a chair and it's just like, what? Are, this is what people love? What is, I don't get it. I like, I like Snoopy, but I'm with you on that. Um, I, I like, you could have read two comics in that time, you know? So, all right. <laughs> all right. What's your, what's Let's, your number uh, two? My number two comic is Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. A lot of art by Marco Cicchetto uh, and other creative partners. Daredevil has uh, become, like, stunning. (laughs) Like, it's another amazing Daredevil run, and it's kind of blowing my mind how good it continues to be. Mm -hmm. I think Chip Zdarsky had a fabulous year again. Like, he's clearly one of the best and and not only just funniest but just straight up like one of the best writers and creators in comics he brings really interesting takes to the marvel universe he did it with marvel 2 and 1 of the fantastic four did it with spidey on spectacular spider-man uh and then daredevil is doing it again and uh he reinvented stiltman into like Ooh. actually being kind of a menace actually kind that's of funny. a threat that's no small feat that is no small feat he the stuff he's doing with kingpin is is mind-blowing the stuff he's doing with matt murdoch electra everything without spoiling any part of this run um it's just it's already a must read it's already in the conversation with all the greats that daredevil gets talked about with yeah. with the miller with yeah. the nascenti i mean it's not that good yet obviously but it's you know like that's the trajectory it's on the brubakers the bendises everything I mean, that's it's talked about with 25 issues that's quite a bit that's a good run that's not oh yeah sneeze at. oh yeah no, I, it's, and that's the thing is like yeah. that's why this year it jumped a, a tear for me because you kind of realize like oh this is like yeah like it's twenty five issues of not missing a step that's really hard to do uh, so Daredevil is is I I feel like it gets minorly slept on as well or at least it has because it's not Immortal Hulk and, and X Men status you know um, and it probably shouldn't be like it's mm. it's that good I see so a lot I see two. people talking about it a lot on Twitter and stuff um, but yeah it, it it's not the one that buzz gets enough like. <clears throat> that's from like the comic critic crowd rather than the like the fan crowd necessarily yeah i've read and the first few do, issues if and we're it being was honest. excellent and i've been i've been wanting to jump into it but i'm kind of like i haven't read any daredevil between nascenti and now right so i'm kind of like 
It's one of those ones I feel guilty I don't, jumping into because I know I don't I'll think you through. actually need to. I, I, I don't think uh, so either. Obviously, it's first. better if you do, but... I read, like, the first three or four, and it worked totally fine. I'm just kind of, like... It, I, I almost feel guilty in that, like, I'm skipping all this, like, homework that I know I'm getting to. If, if I wasn't, like, doing it for my marvelous year, then maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel as bad. But I'm like, I, I have to do it. I will be reading all this. So I might as well wait till you know. But anyway, um... Ooh, it's time for my number one, Dave. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> I, I'm i ready, and I am scared. Okay, my number one is actually a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, my number one is a real comic book. <laughs> it's just uh-huh. one thing. It's Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, I sure. adored this book, and I almost forgot about it. I actually had my list all like written up in my head, and it was on my drive home today that I was like, oh, my god, I almost forgot about Wonder Woman Dead Earth, which is clearly yeah. my favorite this year. Like, I read it twice. Uh, I got, like, I, I think I spent $7 per issue, because it's those big, oversized, black-label DC things. And like, now is that the cover price or is that like a brag? No, that's the... <laughs> like you spent more than yeah, it I was. paid extra just because I loved it so much. No, it's the cover <laughs> price because they have those big semi hard or like they're they're almost like little trades. They're semis, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I I also got the Constantine series by he's Tom Taylor, I think did one. The guy who did Injustice, Size Spurrier. Oh yeah, yeah. Taylor has a, a Hellblazer yeah. too. Yep. Which is, which was very boring, and I felt miserable about spending seven dollars on those issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the worst thing about it. Yeah, if you get it and you're like, well, this was fine. Uh, but yeah. Wonder Woman Dead Earth, I did not have that problem either. Although I did. <sighs> that... Wow, I brought I think the second issue with me on a plane. Mm-hmm. Remember planes? Yeah. And uh, and my <laughs> son spilled my son's water bottle. It, it like pressurized and it got water all over it because it and shot up you into threw the air. Your son. Out so I've got plane. a real I've got a real wet. Uh, version of Dead Earth 2 if anyone's interested hit me up and I, I actually I, to you I, for my, my comic shop accidentally put um two different issue or two different copies of issue three in my pull list across two different like pickup dates one a variant and one uh-huh. so I have I have did you copy. buy it both times yeah I didn't realize that I was getting like issue three twice yeah but I'm fine because it's a variant it's a cool variant um but like man I I love I mean I love Wonder Woman she might be my favorite superhero and this is like he just perfectly threads the needle between like beautiful human empathy that i mean like this book made me cry but not from like any not any sad moments just like from like touching human connection and the kind of like um that like selflessness and love that like people can show through diana at the best of times Mm -hmm. i just adore while also just being the most wild insane over-the-top heavy metal uh, artwork and concept ever like th- this is this is a post-apocalyptic world so this isn't really a spoiler right this is like in an elsewhere elseworld story but i mean it, it's it's a book <laughs> yeah that made me cry from diana's empathy but also has diana ripping the spine out of S- superman's corpse that she finds threading her lasso mm-hmm. of truth throughing it and then using like superman's spine and skull as a weapon to fight off like hordes of mutated monsters right like it, it does both those things effortlessly across four issues and it's just i, I don't know I, this book is stunning and i'm sure i will probably return to it like once a year i, I adored this book i'm glad you dug it yeah daniel warren johnson is something else his art is absolutely incredible yeah. that was a highlight of mine this year was winning a sketch commission of his uh, Star Wars cover, yeah, he did, like yeah. an Empire Strikes Back thing. That's that was cool, super cool. cool for yeah. me as a fan. Uh, yeah, I like Dead Earth a lot. It's not my fave, but I do like it. 
a whole heck of a lot. It's great, actual, sensible, number one pick. My number one. <laughs> actually, before we do my number one, Ooh, let's yeah. do uh, another question here. And Charlotte asks, what Marvel character would absolutely rock a sexy Santa costume? Uh, my pick is Black Cat. She would literally just have to wear a red version of her usual black costume or Beast. And she says, don't judge me. Um, my, uh, me being Dave now, getting out of the question, I, I feel like there's a really obvious answer here. Like, like incredibly obvious. Uh, w- what's your pick? Because I, the, I feel like there's the only thing? one answer and it's super <laughs> obvious. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for that. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't uh, know if that's but no, sexy, but, but okay. Um, no, it's no, Scarlet I, I, Witch. Oh, sure, sure, sure. She's already wearing red. Like, all she needs is a hat. And it's, I, like, and it's done. That's true. I, I think I'm going to say um, Magneto when they draw, like, a sexy silver fox Magneto, right? With the, like, the, the coat slightly open and the, uh, you know, the pecs and the abs and everything. And the yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the fur. <laughs> the fur. The, uh, the, like, the, the chest fur. hair poking through. I think, like, a sexy. If you can call it fur, then it's working for yeah. you. A sexy Magneto sure. Santa, yeah. Okay, yep. I'm into it. Um, all right, good picks, good question. My number one pick yeah. for comic of the year, uh, Marvel style, again, like I have my actual picks over on CBH, uh, Hellions. Hellions. I learned how to say it, and I learned how, to, I learned how to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to say the word Hellion, and I learned how to laugh this year. And uh, that was thanks to Zeb Wells, Stefan Segovia, uh, Carmen Carnero, a whole bunch of other creators. Uh, Hellions is, is the funniest superhero comic that in a long time. I'm not going to say that I've ever read, because probably there's something I'm forgetting, but it's up there. It's definitely the funniest this year, and uh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, that this weird, oddball X-Men universe, like, crazy, strange team, mm-hmm. uh, basically their version of a Suicide Squad comic is this good. And again, like, I don't laugh out loud at Marvel superhero comics very often. You know, I mean, in the My Marvel This Year journey, like... There are f- the probably the funniest moments tend to be unintentional, you know sure. the stuff that we're yeah, reading yeah, like yeah. actual intended comedy comedy Rare. that is hitting yeah. via comics is tough, and and Hellions does it time and time again and it's actually getting funnier as it goes. Mm. So this is my pick. Uh, if you like X Men, if you like Mister Sinister, if you like if you like to smile, <laughs> check out Hellions. It was my favorite Marvel book this year. This, this reminds me of a few things. So I, I listened to on Comic Book Herald's podcast, Best Comics Ever. You just did your mm-hmm. top five with Zach Quaintance, um, which you had Hellions on there as well. And uh, yeah, your enthusiasm for this in like Ten of Swords, X of Swords, I don't know which it is. Yeah, um, has made me like really want to jump back into you know the new X stuff and like start trying to stay decent or um, caught up with it. Because, yeah, Hellion sounds awesome. You you mentioned in it that on the team is Orphan Maker and Nanny, who we just read in X-Men, yeah. and we didn't even mention them in our episode because they were such, like, you know, a, a side, small little side part, right? So, like, that's... Yeah, they're in, like, an Inferno prelude issue, right. essentially. And uh, it, although they do play it's the very end of a, a relevant role, the last right? Inferno. And, yeah, they come up again yeah. in that good, good Liefeld intro. Yeah. And uh yeah, they they are on this team and like very much a part of this that's comic. Strange, yeah. <laughs> and it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing when when they showed the cover for Hellions like, "Oh, who's going to be on this team?" It was like, "Oh, Nanny and Orphan Maker. That is really weird." And uh, I don't know how to feel about this, and the answer it turns out was feel great because this comic rules. Yeah, the the other thing I wanted to mention about your podcast with Zach Quaintance is that I was listening to it today and throughout it mm-hmm. you would be like, "Here's my number 3, da da da, Zach." What's your number three? And I like like my mother, you know, yelling at me as child or something. 
I perked up every time because you're talking to another Zach and it's the same exact intonation yeah. you use when you question me about stuff. Every time right. today you were like, Zach, what's your number three? And I would like, in my office sitting at work, would like jump for a second like, oh, I have to answer. Like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I got like, kept uh, kept jumping at that. I can't believe you do podcasts it is, with It is definitely Zachs. a crutch. Yeah. Well, I, I like I said, as we started, I have cool Zach and then I have, you know, like other Zach. <laughs> and uh, I, it is a crutch of mine that I can only podcast with Zach's. If I try to do it with anyone else, I get tongue-tied. <laughs> I can't. I can't throw things their way to fill me in on what's happening. You know, I just I get all mixed up. And if I have a Zach with me, I know how to do it. So you know, I think that's I think that's sweet. A comfort probably. Zach, yeah. A comfort <laughs> Zach, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we have, All right, do we have more let's jump then to, uh, let's do one more question and sure. then we'll jump to any other categories we want to cover sure. for faves of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, we got here, Johnny Boy asks, what's your Mount Rushmore of holiday foods for things you got to have? Do you have go-to holiday foods? No. Uh, eggnog, I guess. I get eggnog every year. I like eggnog, but no. Besides that, Not I don't. Not sure that's a food, but yeah. I'll count it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any, like, specific Christmas foods. So you just you're just chaos on Christmas. Like you have no idea what it's going to be. Could be anything. I mean, it, you're like, hey, do we have any taco meat in the fridge? I'll have that. Just cheese like, and crack. I mean, like nosh stuff. I usually don't want to cook on Christmas, so I get like fancy cheese and crackers or something. But like, no, I don't have like a traditional Christmas meal or any. Sorry, cool. Cool, I know cool, that's cool. not exciting. So your Mount Rushmore is just a blank, like <laughs> stretch or slab of rock, cheese and crackers, and. Uh, Cheese that's and my answer. Okay. I, I mean, I do love um, cheese and crackers and wine. Like that's that's a pretty good. Yeah. yeah like good I would go. I would go good mashed potatoes. Works for any holiday. I would go my mom's homemade rolls. Number two. Um, number three. Any cheesecake that might be in the vicinity, which is really just a standing preference, but it also happens on holidays often. And then recently, uh, we've been doing in our household. Uh, this is more Thanksgiving than Christmas, but homemade pasta doing some homemade ravs with the toddlers and uh, and the wife. That is super fun and then also very tasty. So, and it's not the hardest thing, right? Like I'm not I'm not a ma- I'm more of a sous chef, I'm not really a master chef yet. Mm. Um but uh, but cooking. I can do homemade ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that cooking, was you or... So you don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. Um so yeah, that that was would be my picks for uh holiday foods. Not the most exciting, I think I will admit. I don't I don't know that I have like a secret yeah, like I don't have secret holiday traditions or mm. foods or anything like that, you know. Um, pretty, we, pretty we regular got a quick stuff. But all right, in the Twitch right now, I kind of I want to get your thoughts on. Um, okay, which is what's just that? Thoughts on the other history of the DC universe? Is that come out yet? I th- I think the first issue did. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I, um, I haven't I'm, either. I'm looking I'm forward to. I'm very curious about it. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I didn't think either of us had any thoughts on it yet, but uh, both of us are. My are thoughts curious. are: I look forward to reading it. Yeah, when I get my copy from my shop. Very same. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's do next uh, top three albums. We're sure. going to do albums of the year. Uh, if you don't have them or want to do music, no, uh, I, I, I got, I got so. three. I, I mean, one of them you. is just the genre of new wave. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and then uh-huh. I've got six subcategories in there. But yeah, that's my. OK, sorry. Go on. What's, okay. what's your number? Three? My number. My number three. Uh, we can just rattle these off. Sure. I think. Too. Yeah. Let's yeah just let's rattle them off. Three. Dogleg Melee. Okay. Ooh, this is like an, an intense. Uh, Dogleg is the artist. Melee is the album. Ah. Um, it is intense, like punk, pock, punk, pop, uh, rock, and it's super fun. Very up my alley. Like, this is probably the genre I listen to the most. It's just like mm-hmm. 
indie rock meets emo meets punk. Um, my number two was Grimes, actually. <laughs> Big year for Grimes. I feel that, like the Q rating dipped not, a bit. That, that You like that album? That album didn't. I loved Art Angel and Art Angels, and that the, the new one just did not land for me. It, it felt like so much like, it felt almost like someone trying to like imitate Grimes to me that mm. like just no i, I can listen to it a ton and i have cool. it's it's very good cool, cool. um i find it very soothing background music when i'm working and stuff uh there are two uh jack kirby's fourth world references on the album that Ooh, helps a lot that's fun um so it's uh yeah it's good no i i dig this album it i i was hesitant to actually put it on the list um because i was thinking like oh there's there might be stuff i like more I like the weekends album a lot um i liked this band called envy Ooh, uh but then i was like no i've listened to grimes breaks. more than any of that yeah, no, it's just like casually other albums I listen to. I don't know, just something yeah. I was thinking of. And uh, my number one pick <laughs> is Run the Jewels number four, RTJ four. That is my number one pick. Nice, super I, great. I listened to that a stuff. bunch. Pretty much any RTJ yeah. album is going to be a contender, and this year was no different. So RTJ four is awesome. Love it. It's another RTJ is like a, a group that like they they just like everything about them seems like I would love them, and I just I can never get into them. I list I've listened to their albums like over and over and every time i'm like yeah this is fine and it just never it never grabs me i don't know that like this album was good I rtj to, yeah yeah i listened to this one i listened to run the jewels four liked it fine all right well why don't you tell us your three picks and i'm going to tell you all the reasons that they stink i didn't i said it was good what are you talking about stinks um my let's see my number three is Andromile. um this is something i discovered recently he is a like singer songwriter from boston i think he lives in boston now i don't know if he's from there but Give or Taker is the album, and it's a short little, like, 25-minute album, very, like, Sufjan Stevens-ish sounding, um, maybe a little <laughs> bit of... Um... I have a Sufjan story after this, but please. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he just has this, like, really, I don't know, his voice is really captivating to me. Um, he, uh, a little, like, Nina Simone-ish, where, like, the, the, the like, masculine and feminine sides of like his voice are both really prominent where at times i like before i knew anything about him and not knowing if he was him or her or they um yeah at all like not doing anything about their gender i did not know and oftentimes was like oh no wait this is this is a man singing no wait is it and uh it i think that just adds to this this music it's just beautiful i love their voice i think it's really powerful and songwriting's great um my number two i mean these, these are not ordered at all these are just three <laughs> like uh number two is psychedelic furs i listened to a ton of them this year <laughs> did they have a new album no it's like you know from no the, of from course the 80s not. um uh-huh but the album forever now i probably listened to like 25 times this year i was obsessed with that album this year um yeah no i i, I saw all the kids tweeting about it and TikToking about psychedelic furs this year Dude, it was that, hot that album just rules so hard forever now um, I was gonna put Perfume Genius, set my heart on fire immediately as my my number yeah. one, even though it, it's not my number one. I don't know. It's just the random. It's arbit- lists are arbitrary, Dave. Here comes out. Wrong. Here comes the list. Grumble. Wrong. You're incorrect. They are. They come from the soul yeah. and they come from the mind. That Perfume Genius Combo album is two. great, but what I'm gonna recommend is today is an album I've only listened to one time, but it left such an impression. <laughs> I listened to it for the first time yesterday or the day before. It left such an impression uh-huh. that I want to recommend it. It is Big Frigia. Frigia. Frigia? I'm not sure how to say her name. Um, Frigia? Like Thor's mom? F-R-E-E-D-I-A. So Frigia. Different spelling. Frigia. Okay. Big Frigia's Smokin' Santa Christmas. And it's like a 15-minute, um, like, hip-hop-ish uh, Christmas EP. And it is yeah. so much damn fun. It is okay. Frigia. It's 
amazing. It's like I I mean like I was like just laughing with how much like fun they are having on this album and like I just had like so much fun listening to it. And it's also fun to hear like new Christmas songs. <laughs> like it's a t- it's yeah, a straight right. up Christmas album. You know, like the fifth song is just about getting high with Santa and uh, getting the munchies. What is it? Big Freedia? Yeah, Freedia. Yep. Yep, someone in the Slack is too. I am excited to check that out, honestly, because I've, I've been looking for new uh, new Christmas music this year, especially. Yep. Like, trying to craft an actual good, you know, an actual good holiday playlist. Because I don't think I like holiday music, but then you find the actual good stuff, you know, uh, yep. get the deep cuts. So I will have to add that to the list and check it out. Um, oh, it okay. is. It is. I'm, get, I'm getting a note handed to me by the Twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. person who told me it was Fridia lied, and they are now correcting themselves and saying it's Fridia. So it is Fridia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good note. Thank you. But, uh, I also see a note here being handed uh, in. Let's just check this one. Oh, reminder that uh, Open Mike Eagle also had an album this year, which oh, I Open am Mike contractually Eagle? obligated. Do you, know, do you know this man? Have you spoken to him? He seems too cool Oh, he's for just, you. he's like a really popular like rapper and yeah. musician. Uh, a lot of people know him. A lot of people like his stuff. He, his new album is really, really good. Uh, but also he likes X-Men comics, turns out. Yeah, I heard the and, new album uh, was inspired by comicbookherald.com. Is that true? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't. You don't know this unless you actually buy the vinyl from his band camp or, or wherever he prefers you go. But uh, yeah, a lot of inspiration from CBH Crack and Krakoa, allegedly. Is that's what that's what the rumor web is saying. Um no, it's actually it's called Anime Trauma Divorce. It's really good. It literally makes it harder for me to think about and watch Black Mirror. <laughs> Which is uh, an achievement, I would say. Yeah, um it, there's some dark comedy on there, some just straight up comedy. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the thing I wanted to mention with Sufjan is, oh, yeah, yeah. so Sufjan had a new album this year. Um, I like Sufjan generally. I'm not yeah, a super fan, yeah. but I like his stuff. His his new album this year, I checked it out. I listened to it. And then lo and behold, my year-end Spotify rap comes in. My number one artist of the year, somehow Sufjan Stevens. It makes, <laughs> and, and it says I was in his top 1% of listeners. I listened to that That's album- not- Five to ten times. Bizarre. Well, that's absolutely bizarre. I can't explain it. It's a lot for an album you weren't that into. That album's. I know. Because he vacillates between his more traditional albums and, like, hey, I'm doing an experiment this year. And his experimental years are the ones that I check out. And then when he does kind of his more normal, for lack of a better word, albums, uh, that's when I'm all in on him. Like, Carrie and Lowell, you know, is like one of my favorites. I I would say that was a better album for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, you know. Because I, I think he's just playing with the form. I, I forgot. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sneaking one more in. Control Top. Because mm-hmm. I want you specifically to listen to Control Top. Have I don't think that came yet? out this year. You keep talking about it. Because I, I want you uh, to I listen. I feel like it's not even this year. You want to listen to the song Office Rage by Control Top. That's gotta yeah, be I my... have. You recommend it to Did me like every to week. It? I, it's so good. <laughs> Office Rage by Control Top is my yeah. number one song this year. I, I It came out in 2019, like early. I think I recommended it on last year's My Marvelous Year wrap up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's that's I bet that's when I listened to it. Yep. Stop recommending them. Right. I've listened. I know. Right. I know you like it. Good. Well, I need to know if you I like love that. It. I love Rex that people just like keep making and it's like, dude, you you gave me this like on a on a USB. Yeah, but did you love like, it? 4 and a half years did ago. Did you love it though, Dave? I'm going to keep giving it to you until you love it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, so let's do, uh, I think, maybe one or two more questions, and uh, and then we can do kind of a free-for-all category. Um, let's see. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? Uh, More McGill asks, and this is directed only to you, and we kind of just talked about it. Oh More McGill asks, specifically Zach, 
What is your favorite and least favorite Christmas song? I'm not included, apparently. Zach, this one's for you. I don't know if I have a favorite, um, but I do have a least favorite. My least favorite is Mary Did You Know, which is like, God, that song is schmaltzy and like just, it, it's all the worst. Like, do you, do you know this one? Mary, yeah, did no, you I do. Know? Like, I just, you could just feel that person's well, eyes, sing it, sing it some more. Eyes I think clenching I closed it. and grasping the microphone. And it's just, ugh, I, I hate that song. Uh, and I, I'm not like, even <laughs> Christmas is the most religious I get. Like, I listen to a lot of religious Christmas music. I have a little nativity sure. scene, despite not being religious at all anymore. Um, but like, I still. You know, I, I listen to Handel's Messiah, <laughs> right? Like, I can get into... I, I'm not sure you can call it a nativity scene when it's just Marvel Legends figures of Jean Grey, Scott <laughs> Summers, and a little baby. <laughs> this... I'm not sure it still works. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I just wanted to... As an aside, I put out this nativity scene this year that I, I had gotten from my dad. It's like all these pewter... Oh, you do, like, you do the whole thing outside, like a big one? No, no, no. It's like a little pewter set. And I put it out, and Rose was like, But you no, put you it outside. You can't put out baby Jesus. <laughs> nope. You have to hide him. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wait, she... what? <laughs> and she was like, well, yeah, you, you have to... He's not born until Christmas. You can't have him out yet. And she didn't really That's mean amazing. hide him, but I did, like, initially yeah, she yeah. said the word hide, which I thought was like... I was tapping into a funny, um, you know, like... Uh, family tradition where like you hide the baby jesus and the kids have to go find him on christmas day um but no we did that's we fun just i have not heard that before in a basket and he'll uh he'll come out on christmas <laughs> my, my cat keeps okay. knocking the wise men over yeah they that happens a lot with the wise men um okay cool so oh. let's go next to do you let's do favorite book because you actually had one for yeah, this got... um you do yours first and then i will go ahead actually... and share mine which is from the my marvel this year book club yeah, I actually read a lot of books this year, which is uh, has not been the case for the last few years. Um, I, I sort of did because I got into audiobooks for a stretch, mm. which opened up the possibility yeah. of actually, quote unquote, reading a book for me. Yeah, no, I mean, like probably two thirds of what I read was audiobooks, but like I listened to or read a lot more um, than I have in years past. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's my fave, but it's up there. Um, it is a book called Unsold. It's part of the Cradle series by Will White. And it was recommended by Austin in the Slack. He has been harping on it, harping on me and everyone for ever and ever to read this book in this series. And I finally gave in, was like, fine, I'll read it. And it's great. It is a fantasy sci-fi mix. Um, I've heard it described as like a shonen anime in uh, novel form, which is not too okay. far from the truth. That sounds disgusting to me, even as someone who likes shonen anime and manga. Reading that in a book sounds horrifying to me um it's it's really good it is one of the best like paced fantasy books i've ever read like um but up there with like harry potter which you know has its has its problems <laughs> and has its author um and harry potter right. are not perfect books but i don't think you can like accuse them of not being well paced i think those books like just move is and it this, is it this, similarly um like like all ages or kind of like no, totally on that no, level? I mean, no. you know, mid mid teenagers, let's say it, it's a little more violent, um, but it, it's about, uh, I don't know, it's hard to get into. It's it's like a fantasy book about um, this world where people channel energy through spirits, etc. And this guy who's born with a deficiency. And, I mean, it, it is kind of those classic tropes of like, you know, I, I'm born, you know, behind the curve and I need to work extra hard to get good at it. But like the characters are great, simple, strong world building. It is it is 
yeah, it, it's a great book. And it, there's a big series. Apparently, they're all very good. I haven't read past the first book. It's four bucks on Amazon. And then if you buy the book on Amazon, you can get the audiobook for $2. Because Audible does that thing. If you own the book on Kindle, the audiobook gets cheaper. So you can get the okay. audiobook for 6 bucks, And, uh, like, it's it's great. The audiobook is excellent. I listen to it. Um, and, and Austin, I, <laughs> I listened to it in the Slack, raved about it suggested it to one other person and then it slowly trickled out to i think about a dozen people have read it in the slack or like wives of people in the slack girlfriends have, have read it um it's yeah should we start another slack called wives of people in the slack well we have husbands too. you know how they have like wives of you know whatever baseball players stuff like that <laughs> no no we specifically should not start that <laughs> sounds awful <laughs> sounds like i'm getting a maybe on that one. Oh, so that's and i just looked it up it's unsold but it's like soul like your essence yes. so s o u l e d yes yes okay yeah by will Wright, part of the cradle yep. series check it out uh, i actually bought okay. i bought it for my mom for uh, for her birthday this year cuz she's uh, she used to read a ton of fans and what did she think she hasn't read it yet so i'll get back to back to you she's <laughs> <laughs> she's still disappointed in me <laughs> thanks for asking <laughs> yeah yeah she might hate it okay yeah. um all right interesting recommendation my pick for my favorite book of the year was a my marvelous year pick and it was it was not my favorite book that we read but it's the one that i'm most glad i committed to and and did this year which was the three body pop yeah <laughs> the three body problem um <laughs> yes which uh is like it seems like it's going to be a tv series or something in the future so i feel like it's going to get a lot of hype and a lot of conversation at that time but this one definitely remains in my memory the strongest of everything that we read i think like my favorite thing that we read was uh victor laval's the ballad of black tom because i got it, into his stuff close for me, uh, yeah. which was awesome and and had the, the privilege of interviewing him for cbh which is super cool yeah. um but uh but the three body problem definitely like is the one that i remember the most it's a fascinating book it's really really interesting hard science fiction and uh it's like extremely well done i think listening to the audiobook it got long definitely like definitely the pacing felt long to me by the end uh but at the same time i never wanted to stop so that was never a problem uh so that was my favorite my marvelous year book is the my marvelous year book club still a thing no dropped out. no we had someone um named steven in the slack killed it with their recommendation um <laughs> rec was so bad <laughs> We, we read the first the club what was it we read the first Discworld book and it kind of just like killed a lot of momentum oh i i do not like Discworld. i, I, I like Discworld, but i had already record. read it so i was not i was also not pushing to keep reading it and then um, okay and then the second book got picked <laughs> for the next recommendation and uh and then it kind of died out uh, uh, we'll, and that we'll, was the end yeah we'll, we'll resuscitate it at some point it was a lot of fun I may have said this exact thing before, but I if I had picked up Discworld when I was in my teens, I'm certain I would be a big fan. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tried like after college because my wife dug it, and I I cannot get into. Oh, it I, at I, all. I like those books. I just I had read the first like four already, so I was not hungry to reread them. Um, yeah, and uh, apparently yeah. no one else was either. But yeah, that that book club. Was well, congrats fun. on the uh, on the Kill the Book Club award. That's actually yeah. very funny and, <laughs> and a good award to have won. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so we, those were books. I mean, we have to I start think... the book club if no, for no other reason than to like motivate me to read the sequel to the Three Body Problem. There's two more books in that series. It it ends like with a cliffhanger, <laughs> right? It ends not a cliffhanger, yeah. per se, but it ends with a uh, you know to be continued. I could see. I could see if it does start getting like, oh, this TV series starts in a month, like some some interest uh, reading the sequel. But otherwise, I'm I'm pretty good yeah. until that time, until it starts building up with interest again. Uh, let's do one more um, category. 
I think we had we had a lot of other okay. good I, questions. I don't have any. So actually, let's let's give Peter's question a, a rip here. Okay. Um, Peter asked, "Who do you think are the best candidates for a hero villain swap reimagining?" Okay, and do not obviously we answer this without uh, any spoilers around like swaps that we know to come. So Peter says, "I like Doom as a hero. He's learned dark secrets in order to hold evil at bay. Uh, Silver Surfer as a villain, I thought was an interesting pick." embittered by a society who rejects him. So somebody who we already know who gets flipped from hero to villain. Zach, what do you think? Do you have a pick for this? Um, ooh, this lets me mention, today it was announced that James Tynan IV, my boy, is writing a Joker series. And that is fascinating to me because I heard about the Joker series just in headline and I was like, well, that sounds terrible. And then I heard he was writing it and I was like, well, that sounds interesting. Because um, you're, you're his number one fan, so I feel like you're going to want to check that out for sure. Because yeah. I... There is that, like, uh, but I don't know if he's like no no character is quite overexposed, yeah, like the Joker right yeah. now, right? Yeah, but he has not missed for me yet, James. So, um, but anyway, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he's going. Did you to, read Joker but... War? I didn't. I read the three Jokers though. Oh sh- damn it! I forgot about the three Unrelated. Jokers. That's my number one comic of the year. Everything else is <laughs> everything else. That is... changes everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You like Joker War though. No, yeah, I, didn't I, I thought it was like fine, I, but I, I wasn't. Joker jazzed no, about I haven't it. read any of his oh, Batman okay. run, so I have not read that. I thought um, you just. I, I thought we talked earlier about you liking his Batman Detective Comics. I read his whole Detective Comics run. Oh, I think you said Batman, and mm-hmm. that was very confusing. Mm-hmm. You called it your favorite Batman run, but you meant his Detective at the start of DC Rebirth. Yes, yes, yes. My favorite. That like, makes a lot more Batman sense. Comic. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have not read any of his Batman since he took over from because I haven't read uh, what's his face. Um, Tom King's Batman run. So, except for I'd, I'd be curious if you were more into that. Yeah. Actually. And anyway, uh, Daredevil. I'll say Daredevil. I mean, I, I wouldn't want him tainted by becoming a villain, but like he's, mm, he's okay. just there, you know, anyway. Yeah. I think like someone really pushing him over the edge, maybe that might yeah. be interesting. I don't know. I haven't thought that through, but I'm just going to, I'm going to say, well, that's a fair answer. I like that answer. Uh, my pick would be a uh, stilt man with a hero turn. I think would be very interesting to see him finally ascend to <laughs> sure. uh, Avengers nomination. I think would be really great. That would be very um, funny. I'd be into that. Yeah, I, I do think that would be good. Um, I'm trying to think of some that kind of haven't been done or aren't right on the edges. Um, I'm thinking like in the X-Men universe. I don't know. They all kind of bounce around a fair amount, you know? Like Magneto, obviously, going from villain to hero is something we've seen in the MMY club, which is very compelling. Uh, I, I guess one thing I'll say here with this question is I kind of always like the the really cool villain making a hero turn yep. more than I'm going to dig the other way around, exactly, you know? Yeah. Like, there are a lot of good examples where if they're like, oh, this is this cool villain's hero turn, I'm probably pretty interested in that. Yeah. Uh, Shazam on the DC, or not Shazam, Black Adam on the DC side, mm-hmm. Um, Lex Luthor, you know, did it recently. I mean, the, the, uh, and then, of course, in Marvel, there's examples I won't mention. That, that Detective kind of Comics run, a huge part of my, like, yeah. love for it is that Clayface, and this is not a spoiler, it's right at the beginning, it's the immediate start of it, but Clayface is part of Batman's crew there, and it's great love. Like, Clayface is so engaging as a, a uh, like, hero trying to, you know, redeem themselves. Yeah, but the, I, I think part of that is that, like, there's almost nothing more boring than, like, hey, look at this hero who is, you know, like, unimpeachably good, and, like, what if they turn bad? That's, like, one of the most boring questions in comics, right? And, like, like doing the injustice thing with Superman. It's, like, what if Superman was bad? It's just, like, 
kind of a it feels overplayed so it's tough to like get excited about like maybe overplayed i wouldn't say it's the most boring because i mean injustice is not boring yeah just, <laughs> justice i know you don't like it as much as i do no, but it's yeah, definitely e- not even boring. as a comic that i like kind of reject on a premise basis that comic is pretty readable like i i, I liked that despite myself when i read that so, yeah 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 you know i actually think i don't know that it's really been oh it was like half done um and I won't say any more about it, but I actually think like Iron Man, hmm. like Tony Stark would be kind of interesting sure. uh, in that yeah. turn because he's got connections and power in a way where he like like Tony Stark as a leader of the Masters of Evil, mm-hmm. you know, like all of a sudden that Masters of Evil team is is way more formidable maybe than they were because uh, he's kind of he's kind of like the tinkerer, <laughs> but way but cooler. Good. Yeah, know? good at it. Yeah, but good. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think that would be interesting. Speaking of the tinkerer. Did you have any video games you wanted to recommend this year? Um, I uh, I don't think I played. That's a that's a Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, twenty twenty games. I mean, I the Final Fantasy VII remake somehow met all of my astronomically high expectations, which is such a feat. Should I should I start playing Final Fantasy? I've never played a Final Fantasy game. It's I mean, like I I adore the old PS one games, but it's tough to say. Like people still goes back to those and love them. And like have a good what's, time. What's what's seven? Was seven PS one, PS two, PS one? Where are we? Seven, at? eight, nine, or PS one? That was a one. Yeah. So that that's one everybody talks seven, about, right? Seven is, and nine. Final Fantasy seven. Nine's probably the one that's easiest to return to. It's on the Switch. It looks better by modern standards. The story's pretty uh, straightforward. If you like this, yeah. Um, and then twenty twenty games. I don't know. Spelunky two has been fun. Spirit Fairer is a fun little like town builder management sim. Um. That I, I with a really charming premise of uh, building houses for like people crossing over to the afterlife. This really sweet cartoony style. Um, we played a lot of Among Us in the Slack. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Charlotte, for the recommendation. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, that's oh, good. Those are the good game picks. I'm having the most fun with is not 2020, but Prey. I've been playing a lot of Prey, and that game, uh, games. It's kind of a like a Deus Ex style, like. Here's a big open world, and there's a million ways to approach each problem. And the sci-fi first-person shooter, oh, that game's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the new games, uh, the new games I played this year are all Marvel related, <laughs> of course, because yeah. um, <laughs> those are those are business expenses. And uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man uh, was was genuinely great. Uh, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I'm a huge. I was a huge Spider-Man PS4 fan, as obviously most people are. And the Miles, I, I was glad. It's still a little overpriced for the amount that's in there, I will say. But I was glad because there was that confusion initially about like, wait, is this just like kind of a small DLC? Is this actually a new game? And it's still kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I guess. What is it like? Um, a, a but nice, it feels like, enough like a real game. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't take forever. But that I, you know, if you literally do everything, which I did. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it was because I'm like, I actually didn't need it to be a ton longer. It's plenty for what it is. Um, and I, I really, again, like I, in the process of playing the Miles game, I, um, I realized I hadn't actually finished the Silver Sable DLC on Spider-Man PS4, so I got to go back and do that, and then go into Miles, and it was super worth it. I like being back in that world, playing with those mechanics is incredibly fun. Um, less incredibly fun, but interesting is the Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did <laughs> you I know? tell you this? Um, the, the, I have a free copy of that. I, I, I bought a new CPU. Okay. Like a month ago, yeah, for my computer, I'm building. And they just <laughs> they were like, "Please play Avengers." I didn't even here. know it, it was free. like packaged with it on Amazon, but I got an email being like, "Hey, you get a, here's a code for Avengers," and I have yet to even redeem it on Steam. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, well, I will say they just added this week, or maybe it was last week now, uh, Kate Bishop, yeah. a.k.a. Young Avengers Hawkeye, as um, as a playable character. And Kate is very fun. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying playing as Kate a lot. There's like, And this is all, like I guess, free. Um, I don't know if that's just the version of the game I have or what, but it's not like added DLC, which is good. Uh, if they keep going in that mold where like they just add characters and new stories with those characters, because the Kate one's really good. I haven't finished it yet, but it's fun. Um, and she's already like my favorite character in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if they keep doing that, because they teased like a Hawkeye, like a Clint thing, like with weird timelines and the Maestro and stuff like that, uh, I'll be playing this game for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I'll, I'll definitely want to pop in every time they add a new character, unless they're like, Hey, play this new one for fifty bucks, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, peace." <laughs> I'm, and then my final pick uh, for video games is I finally started playing God of War, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. it rules. And what I want to say about it is obviously it rules. Like that's not a secret. Yeah. It's amazing that like, like it's a it's a Thor game, Zach. For sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you played no, God I, of War. I beat it. yeah. It's a really good Thor game, and it just bums me out yeah. in a way because it's like, why isn't there a Thor game? That is God of War. I, I don't know. Maybe that would ruin it. Maybe it's crossing streams. Like God of War is its own property at this point. Um, but it's that thing where I'm like, why don't they just make great superhero games? Like it's right there. I know, isn't it uh, frustrating? But here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I mean, the, the, I mean, God of War. Um, yeah, did you beat God of War yet? No, I'm I'm probably it's, pretty early. It's like honestly. it's like eight uh, hours too long. Like it, I like that game okay. quite a bit, but it it gets it gets it drags at the end and but the end is worth seeing like it's worth pushing through because the story and the characters yeah are, i plan so to good. see it through um but yeah i mean we, we could talk to i could do a whole <laughs> spiel on this where it's just like hand the marvel license to known like mid-level studios because it, they just have that problem where every, i mean that's what avengers tried to do will, right i mean and spider-man's no, really it was good, made by like so square enix that. right like they're they're giving this that's not are problem. they not a, a larger studio they're, they're I a thought huge they studio were. I'm, I'm saying like they have the oh you're saying don't they have go the mindset that every game needs to make you know like 750 million dollars like every game needs to be a tentpole that's a forever uh you know a forever game for right. people rather than like because that's what Avengers is doing is like oh and play this all the time with your friends and I'm like one don't have any problem mm. two <laughs> I played the 12 hour campaign that's what they I want wanted. it to be a and destiny I, you know, perma game you know for people where they just yeah I don't I don't really play those right, personally yeah exactly and it's just like there's so much. I, I mean, start getting weird with it. Did you play XCOM, the strategy game? You know, it's like kind of a. Uh, if you had said X Men, the answer would have been yes. Well, exactly. Like an X Men style XCOM game, like a turn based yeah. tactics chessboard game with everyone having their different powers. Incredible. Yeah. And like, would not be this huge production. You could make make you know a forty dollar game real easy for that. But yeah, you know, greedy. We are we are long overdue on a good old X Men game. Yeah. That I will say for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so those were, um, you know what? And, and got a note here from from Steven saying Avengers was developed by Crystal Dynamics, who made the most recent yeah. Tomb Raider games. Still big. Like AAA. I, I played the Tomb Raider game. I enjoyed it plenty. Having ne- like never really been into Tomb Raider. Yeah, those are okay. Um, yeah. Avengers is not as good as Tomb Raider. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, think. It's, it's uh, which feels like a letdown. Grasp extended it or out. Wait, what's that phrase going? Reach. It's out. it's grasp extended. It's outweighed reach there you go yeah <laughs> it, it was too ambitious. it's it heavy was too ambitious. yeah yes it was yeah. I, in some ways yeah. but in some ways it was just like it was just off anyway we could do a whole avengers thing um all right anything else that you want to share your end favorites Ooh. uh should we pick our favorite slackers again <laughs> i got <laughs> I'm just kidding one more thing from year end 2020 coronavirus you gotta hand you gotta hand it to it it really did it really did it this year for us 
That was definitely definitely worst virus. <laughs> I would say goes to goes to COVID nineteen. Um, it was definitely the worst. Yeah. Uh, that did stink. Still still debating oh, if that's, that's what I had uh, yeah. in January of this year. Yeah. But uh, um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But a vaccine soon, like you said. So hopefully going into twenty twenty one, we have like you know a, a slightly. Uh, a better world, a slightly safer world. Yes, um, safer. Even though obviously there will still be many, many problems that we will be uh, all working on together, I hope. Okay. So, but seriously, thanks to everybody who has listened. Yeah. If you made it this yeah. far into a variant episode with Zach and I just talking about things we like, um, you're our favorite. And thank you for listening. And uh, you guys are all awesome. So thanks oh, for listening I, to my Marvelous Year. We really appreciate I, it. I got one thing I want to say that's my favorite. It's been playing uh, Pathfinder with people online. I've been uh, getting into Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Great game adore it i'm in <laughs> three different groups with people in the slack right now um i'm gming one i'm running a play by post game which is like doing it in text over like a long period of time with another and then i'm in a third game where someone else is running it for me and rose and a couple other slack members um and uh yeah it's been great and uh if, you, if you're into D games come into the slack because uh a bunch of groups have spun out of the slack i think we have five groups that have all like come out of the slack and this this episode probably hasn't aired yet when we talk about this, but if if a Secret Wars '80s D and D campaign begins, I mm. I have to be in mm-hmm. on this. I have to, right? Yeah, I like I, 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 I looked into that um, that RPG system, that like Marvel RPG yeah. system. Yeah, that's. Fun. I don't know how I'm going to tell my family that I can't see them anymore, <laughs> but I have to be in on this. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So all right, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, and we'll see you next year. See you next year. Mm-hmm.